0: mm <laughs>
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Roundtable. My name is Dion, and I'm joined here today with Phil and Andrew. Today, we'll be talking about the dark realm of Instagram. Andrew, kick us off, man. You're the one who brought this up. Talk about that Instagram life.
0: Instagram is awesome for everything because it's the best social media. Because, I mean, obviously, everyone likes looking at pictures. No one knows how to read anymore. That being said, fitness Instagram is absolutely atrocious. and definitely very gimmicky, tries to sell you on everything and it's just absolutely awful.
1: I understand that. I was I was thinking about this the other day on how how wild Instagram is and how it's like the Wild West and everything you see on Instagram is almost like too good to be true and half the time it is. It's just like you're living in a fantasy world. People are only putting up things that they want you to see and it's never the ups and downs. It's always like i'm in i'm the in the best shape better than anyone in the world. like come follow me, and they have like million everything's driven by likes. I think that's what the problem is too. when st- everything is driven by likes, you lose a lot of good information and like that's kind of what I think Phil was ta- me like me you and Phil were talking about before we even loaded up the podcast and started to get into this. Phil, what did you say about it? Like you don't even follow top like fit like the top fitness influencers like i don't even follow them i follow like you said a lot of athletes and stuff like that like people who i know and and trust but a lot of people get caught up in the in the gimmicks of like how you look oh you have a 12 pack oh that's all natural oh okay like (laughs) so phil how you feel about that
2: pimp? when i started following people on like my personal instagram and even on my business one the people who i went for were like If they weren't professional athletes in the sports I'm interested in, then they were like other definitely like good sources of information that like, you know, I'd already been learning from in other capacities. I think I wouldn't say I follow anyone who would like count as a fitness influencer because all the people that I follow are other things first. That like, you know, maybe they run a company that... You know, it's like like ours, like, you know, they they also do online coaching, other people who do other podcasts. I follow a bunch of uh, like elite runners and triathletes and, you know, power and stuff. And it's just like I, I want to see more of people doing things that like actually interest me. And I I feel like the the fitness influencers uh, in the recent times stepped up their game and tried to become fitness informers but they don't actually know what they're talking about often. And maybe they even do, but, like, they, you know, the people they work for want them to, like, sell something along the way, and that's the thing, that's the problem. But, like, if the whole point of a post is just somebody's six-pack or 12-pack or something, or, like, you know, the way that they've posed, it's not, like, also captioned with some, like, really informative thing then like it's not that that's evil you know some people like just looking at pictures of attractive people and that's that's good for them but like when it comes to fitness because i'm interested in the the academics of it you know i i care more about what people are saying than what i'm seeing uh which is very funny talking about instagram and caring less about what we see because that's kind of the whole point of instagram but you know, people people can still post a pic of them shirtless in front of a mirror, but if they put a caption on it that's, like, some sort of informative thing about, like, their diet or their workout or, like, debunking some kind of myth about, like, you know, I may have a six-pack like this, but it's my job and here's, you know, the expectations for normal people should be like this or something like that, then, like, that could be okay. But, you know, as long as I'm not getting sold to then I'm okay with it.
0: Yeah, I think that's the problem, man, is that once you, it's okay to have a six pack and want to be pretty on Instagram. But once you start trying to sell stuff, once you start selling out, that's when you kind of start losing a lot of, not even a lot of people. That's when you start losing me at least because a fitness influencer is a really funny, an Instagram influencer really is a really funny job because what exactly are you doing? I, I still can't figure out the formula because if I could, then I'd be making millions of dollars because these people make so much money off Instagram between sponsorships clicks and likes it's it's incredible and what are you really giving me and i talked to my girlfriend before the podcast about this women especially are just sought after in a lot of these things because what do women want they want to look good they want to have a flat stomach you know nowadays they want to have a big butt you know thick with two C's is definitely the uh the term that a lot of people like to use now and <laughs> these women pretty much just post pictures of their ass In a really, really, you know, weird angle. And it's like, hey, do my 12 week booty burner and you'll look just like this. It's like, bro, fuck out of here. I'm not going to look like that. None of the women who are going to follow that are going to look like that. And then on the same token, the men who are sitting there rippled, you know, looking like Steve Cook. Um, And Steve Cook actually is one of the person that I really, really enjoy who's I would consider more of a fitness influencer. But he's not a bad bad dude. Like he does try to help people and kind of try to gear people towards the right direction. But ninety nine point nine percent of the people out there are just you know it's like hey, do my eight week fat shred uh, program and you'll look just like this.
1: No, I feel that man. Like I'm over here. It's it's weird for me because as a personal trainer, you know, Instagram is definitely I would say the number one like marketing tool that you have. You get to showcase what you're doing. You get to expre- like, share your information with outside people that you might not get to see in person. You know, that's a big, like one of the hardest things to do as a trainer is to get new leads, new clients. And I see where the way the world is today. People are, are like things that are visually pleasing. You know, I always say like thirst trapping. People really enjoy like seeing an attractive person and they'll click a like on that. And then next thing you know, like Gymshark is messaging you. And that gives you like a sense of good feeling, but a lot of times you're these like you're really not getting your general value. Like for me, I, I get hit up by outside people all the time, uh, supplement companies, clothing companies. Like, hey, buy my shirt and be our brand ambassador, and we'll give you twenty percent off these clothes, and then share my code, and then you can get twenty percent off of what I mean, ten percent of what someone buys. And I'm like, wait a minute. So like I still have to buy your stuff. Like you're not sending me like a free sample. I just have to blindly purchase your product and then promote you. And that's and that's what I feel like a lot of influencers do. Like, like the big time people probably get good sponsorships, but then you get like flooded with that information. Like, and now like Phil says, it goes from being informative, like, I think you should do this because I believe in it, to well, you know, Gymshark sends me five outfits a week so if i don't make three posts today about Gymshark, i'm gonna lose my sponsorship and like you like you said there's some validity and the i'm gonna take a pose of my of my butt to look like this to entice women to try to do the same thing because i say Gymshark makes my butt look like this so then they go and buy that 100 dollars pair of of leggings and it doesn't do the same thing but they're not going to get their money back and they're a lot of people are too ashamed to even like return it they're like wow like I feel bad that I did that, you know? And it, it it's really hard when it comes to like people like us, and me being a trainer, like I try to post, you know, quality content, but then I feel like I'm not getting the engagement or the the good information or the good leads that I should be from posting like good proper macronutrients and proper dieting tips and good workouts and good body positive imagery, you know. I'm not like, oh, I don't have a six pack all year round. Like I have some weight on me in the winter or have some weight on me in the summer. You know, it, it's tough. It, and it feels like you're, you're kind of, I always say lost in lost in the swamp. Like you're drowned out by all the other trainers or the other Instagram influencers because everyone's doing it now. You know, it's a saturated market of just, you take it, your camera, you take a booty shot and then you post it and you try to get likes.
0: Dude, my girlfriend doesn't follow any Instagram uh, fitness pages, except for mine, which I wouldn't even really consider an Instagram fitness page. But I asked her before this podcast. I go, as a woman, what do you see on Instagram when it comes towards fitness? First thing she does is stand up, twerk her ass in a certain kind of way, and go, "Women looking like this wearing Gymshark. Never once in her life gone out looking for these, you know, Instagram influencer clothing." Brands like Gymshark, different types of brands. And the first one she brought up was Gymshark. So whatever Gymshark is doing to get the analytics or the the, the likes, I don't know how they do it, man. But everyone has heard of Gymshark and their shit is so expensive. And the way they have their ambassadors brand them out is just awful. And I kind of feel like I'm the black sheep in this uh, podcast right now because you both post really good, informative stuff you guys working out. I use mine more of like a uh, satirical, funny Instagram. Like I'll post myself doing a deadlift of, you know, a couple hundred pounds and I'll be like, yeah, today I felt bad. Hashtag homie the clown, hashtag body by Crocs. <laughs> so I give out zero information. I give out any, anything really worth value because, like you guys said, man, like it's such a saturated market and you can really look through and if you want to find Instagram information, you can find it. You know, I'm not going to be, the 1 millionth person to post how to properly do a bench press it, it's just for me a waste of time
2: did you know i found this out today gymshark is a billion dollar company
0: i'm today's years
1: old when i found that out <laughs> dude that's
0: so much money <laughs>
2: that's, it's so much it's from like they don't i don't think they make or sell anything other than athletic clothing and they they're worth a billion dollars the the thing that they do so often, and we were talking about this earlier, is they get these people, men and women, who, you know, the women are needing, eating and the men are on steroids. And these are the people promoting their brand that, like, they have this, you know, like, I'm wearing the Gymshark tank top and I look big because I'm wearing the Gymshark tank top. But really, it's because he he's doing the, uh, you know, the back of the gym flu shot over there, you know, taking... <laughs> like as many drugs as he can get to to get the sponsorship and for the women it's just as bad because you know they're out there you know spending all their time doing nothing but hip thrusts and barely eating so that they can have really tiny waist and big and big butts so that they can get these sponsorships and they're not like paying their sponsored athletes well and their sponsored athletes are like hurting their own health And then it's also like a public health thing. I mean, you know, if if I was a regular Joe scrolling Instagram and I see a picture of some guy and he's like, you know, oh, I, you know, I went to the gym and, you know, this is a picture of me after the gym or something. But like, I don't know enough about fitness to know that he's not like some something I could do. You know, a lot of people see these types of physiques and they're like, you know, maybe I could do that and then they try and probably fail because these people are either you know on drugs or starving themselves or if they're not they might just be serious athletes with sponsorships whose jobs it is to work out and we're talking about like regular people seeing these posts who are having their like images of their own bodies like ruined i mean you know having a like a six pack with like the the lines on your obliques and like you know the the kind of leanness that these men and women will have is not not healthy i mean a really healthy things that i see sometimes is like pictures of bodybuilders in the off season it's it's really funny seeing these guys who are like always like you know most of the time when they compete they're uh you know they're so lean you're so lean you can like see their organs underneath their skin uh but then in the off season uh, when they're not trying to compete in bodybuilding, they gain like 50 pounds because they're trying to put on muscle too. And they just look like giant dudes that like don't look like this sort of unattainable Herculean physique. And that's much more realistic than these than these like advertisements put out. Yeah, and I think like our our Instagrams, I mean, yours, like you said, Andrew, like I love seeing those posts. They're hilarious. And the thing is like when I put out one that's like, the 1,000th, you know, like, you should do variation or, like, rep ranges matter, here's why. Like, it's, it's hard to write that when, like, the person I have read it from and learned it from years ago did a better job, and I'm out there with, like, 400 followers trying to, like, teach someone something. And the way I think about it is, like, if anyone reads it and, you know, comes away from it with more knowledge than they came to the post then i've done some good and even if you know there's better versions of the information i'm trying to put out there and even if it's just a couple paragraphs about you know oh if you're going to do this you should do it like that if someone can read my post and it's the first time they're learning that thing then you know it's it's a little bit more good that i've added to the instagram pile of badness that we're talking about here i mean you know i'm not like to the point of writing textbooks yet but if if someone comes to my profile sees a post of mine and learns something that's the goal i'm shooting for like long term i want to be someone i want to help a lot of people with their fitness but like even better would be able to uh to like spread knowledge in any way and even if it's just small scale at first you know that's that's part of my goal for sure
0: does it make me a bad person not caring if people learn off my Instagram. <laughs> dude, not at all.
2: No, I don't think so. Yeah.
1: I feel like everyone just has to find their lane, like like you were saying before, man. Like my Instagram i I go through like like highs and lows of I want to write something informative. but realistically, half of my half of my Instagram, I shouldn't say half a row. I'm a big like aesthetics person with my Instagram. I do put a lot of effort into it. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I have a whole row. It's just of food. In the three picture slot, and it's all Subway sandwiches because I just <laughs> 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 so I use my Instagram. The one day I hope that Subway will sponsor me, so I'm trying to sell out to
0: Subway. <laughs> but that's my only one. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I feel like if you pick a good company to sell out to, that's not a big deal. You're like you know, if Subway was like, "Hey, Andrew, uh, you can keep being dumb on Instagram, but you have to put at Subway, and sometimes you have to put a couple Subway sandwiches in your Instagram." I'd be like. Psh. I'll, I'll wrap Subway every single day.
2: <laughs> Man, I would Another do that birthday. with so many food companies for sure. <laughs> like, like,
0: free food is my number one sponsorship. <laughs> if, I, if I get free food out of, out of a sponsorship, good. I'm se- I'll sell you all day long.
2: Honestly, I'll, I'll hashtag Chipotle every day, every post, if I can get like free bowls and burritos for life.
1: All I gotta say is the best fitness influencer of all time ate Subway. Do you know who that is?
2: Don't don't say Jared.
1: No, Happy Gilmore, homie. You know, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't be a, a real. Little no, Jared. <laughs>
2: oh
1: Uh-oh. no. No, though. That was he, yeah, that was a little build-up for you. You guys thought I was probably gonna say Jared, but no. Happy Gilmore.
2: You I see, grandmother I bought a house
1: <laughs> if he <laughs> if he, if he, if he followed his dreams to be a golfer, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. He got revenge on that alligator.
1: <laughs> and he did. He got revenge on that
2: alligator. <laughs> And he ate subs.
0: Hey, subs! remember that gator that got your eye? Well, I got his (laughs) head.
2: (laughs) Man, that's funny. I think we would all take food sponsorships before most supplement companies. Like if any place like Chipotle, Subway, Halal Guys, if if they were all like, you know, we're not even going to give you money, just like free food for life. We would all be like, totally, we're in. But like if any supplement company came to any one of us, we'd be like, I'm going to be really careful about this. Like, I'm going to research your company real good to find out that you're not selling crap.
1: For
0: real? Yeah. The only sponsorship supplement-wise I think I would take uh, would be caffeine pills. If a caffeine pill supplement company told me they'd give me caffeine pills for free, I would probably shout them out. But that's it. Does kombucha count
1: as a supplement? Because I would take it that. Should.
0: It should not <laughs> <be.
1: compliment. laughs> Yeah. If any kombucha companies are listening, I drink a kombucha every single podcast, so you
0: know I'll shout you out like once.
2: I don't take caffeine pills, but if like Dunkin' Donuts wants to sponsor me, I'll take that.
0: Uh, I yo. don't know if I would take a Dunkin' sponsorship. Dunkin' sucks, in my opinion. I hate Dunkin' Donuts.
1: Damn, don't do that to Phil. <laughs> you just don't ruin, his, <laughs> don't ruin his sponsorship. Like
2: I don't no, it's a, it's not a big deal. What like what for the you know like the coffee, the food, or nothing? nothing i don't uh the coffee
0: typically i always get black coffee so i don't care about duncan's black coffee Mm -hmm. their food is always atrocious and then when my girl gets drinks she'll get like you know the sugary ones that you have to mix up a lot or else you're going to eat straight sugar and they're always like wishy-washy they're never the same thing it's almost like each sunken donuts tells you a different way how to make a macchiato
2: yeah honestly uh i like like you i like my coffee uh like black and if it's if I can get like high quality, like fancy hipster style coffee, then like I would love to take it with no sugars. But like if I'm talking like Dunkin Donuts, I'm going to get it with a little sugar because, you know, it's not the fanciest thing. But like if I wanted one of those uh, like pretty much milkshakes, but I'm calling it a coffee, I'm not cool with Starbucks for other reasons. But like they make a better version of the like tasty, sweet milkshake drinks that have a little coffee in them. I agree with that.
1: Did you guys know I was a barista? At Starbucks? Yep. How do you like it? (laughs) I I sucked, man.
2: (laughs) 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 But it
1: was fun. It was like getting the training. I always felt that was probably the one time in my entire existence of life where I really felt like I was subpar to somebody. Because the baristas that would come in from, like, the city would have, like, four drinks going at one time. And I'm like, bro, I dead ass forgot about what the person ordered. Like, how are you making all these <laughs> drinks? <laughs> like, they're just, like, going hard. But I'm not a fan of Starbucks, so.
2: And we all have different coffee preferences.
0: <laughs> and actually, I worked, for, I worked for Subway, too. So you have, <laughs> you have two reasons, Starbucks <laughs> and Subway, to hit me, Dion, and Philip. Thank you. <laughs>
2: Thank
0: you. That's funny. That's that's
1: a good segue into our I think one of the biggest, biggest uh, topics we have written down, which is like people being objects for sale and like them selling things. And we kind of went over it a little bit, but like selling supplements as a as a Instagram influencer, I feel is a big, a big thing. We kind of really didn't talk too much about it other than like Gymshark being like worth billions. But like there's other things that they sell that are kind of like you said, harmful to the population, like the fit tees and like waist trainers. And everyone already knows my position on weight trainers. I think that's the stupidest thing ever created. And I see so many people wear them. And I'm like, what is it doing for you? And they're like, oh, it makes me sweat more. I'm like, you could wear a sweatshirt. Like, what are you, like, they're like, it makes me lose belly fat. And I'm like, what research do you have under this? And they go, well, blank says it does this. So it it works. And they have abs. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to put you in a headlock and choke you out. But I can't because that's not good for my reputation but <laughs> just oh like how is compressing your your organs and your ribs to give yourself that slim waist and i see so many trainers post videos of them like of themselves with the waist trainer on and like yo look at my look how slim my waist got and they're wearing a waist trainer underneath their t-shirt
0: that's fucked it- up
1: And I'm like, what are you doing? And then they'll show their clients. They're like, oh, my clients lost five pounds in a week. And then it's like they're wearing a waist trainer in the second photo or they got their pants pulled all the way up past their belly button. So you don't see their and their transformation photo. Their pants are below their their stomach or their belly button line. But. When they take their transformation photo, their stuff is always pulled up. They're either wearing a waist trainer or something. It's like, come on. Like you're just straight lying to people and people are thinking this, this is helping you and it's actually causing literal internal organ damage and hindering your breathing process. Like stop, like just don't.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think there's, there's two types of waist trainers I think everyone should be aware of. There's the corsets, which are. Incredibly dangerous, uh, especially when women take them too far and start really going for that hourglass shape. That's you know a twenty-four inch waist. Uh, those are incredibly dangerous for you. They push your organs up, like Deion was saying, and they sh- they're awful. And then there's this, like the the sweet sweat waist trainers, the one that like Deion was just talking about, the ones that you have to wrap around and they make you sweat. The corsets work, but they're they're bad for you. The waist trainers that make you sweat don't work, and they're bad for you. It's like you—you you, either way, you shouldn't be using a waist trainer.
2: Yeah, I think part of the problem is it's just like taking advantage of people. Like, I want to tell the person with the waist trainer or the fit tee, you know, I—I I know you want a quick fix, but fitness and health aren't just expressed in this way. You know, maybe the fit tees—I mean, they're—they're they're just as bad in terms of being actively unhealthy for people i mean they they like really mess with people's like digestion and they're really bad for their insides and even if you know hey you use that and you're not eating and you like drop some weight like you know has that helped you develop good like heart and lung health from you know developing habits with certain amounts of cardio or have you increased increased your nutritional intake by Increasing your or uh, changing your whole dietary pattern to include fruits and vegetables and fibers, or did you just go on a diet of all all water and tea for a couple of days? I mean, it's not that like those people are doing anything wrong. It's the people selling those things. You know, if someone says like, "Oh, Kendall Jenner is selling the fit teas and look at her," or like, you know, "Oh, this person's got a waist trainer and look at them." I mean, the person falling for these, you know, these snake oil things it's not their fault. I mean, they're being taken advantage of in a way that's, you know, I want to start with something nice enough to say like unscrupulous, but honestly, it's a little evil to like take the fact that people don't know enough about fitness and health and use it to one profit in a way that's so much profit. And on top of that, in a way that just hurts them. I mean, there, there are things out there like you can, make a business and profit off of actually helping people but these companies are profiting and they're hurting people and it's it's even worse because it's both and it's not that the person taking fit tea is wrong it's that i want to walk up to them and say like you know don't do this don't do this to yourself you know it's bad for your your body and your mind you can do it without these these cheat codes you know you can do it in a real way and it'll feel better if you do it if you like get yourself fit or slimmer or whatever you're trying to do, you know, in the way that's actually health promoting. You know, that's why we're we're making this podcast. That's why we're all trainers. You know, we want to actually help people and teach them and we wanna like help them get there in a way that's healthy for their bodies and not bad for their bodies.
1: That's facts. I actually just said that to someone the other day. I made a joke about it because they said, Oh, so Dion, what what um what like testosterone boosters are on the on the circuit right now? Like, what, what would be good help boost my testosterone? I'm like, honestly, man, if you read any supplement, it says not not researched by the investigated supported. Yeah, these these statements aren't supported by the FDA. And I'm like, so something you're physically consuming as a dietary supplement has not been regulated by the FDA is probably not not what you think it is. And that's a big thing. When you ever take any supplement and you look at it and you're like, Well, okay. The FDA doesn't regulate this. Like, maybe I should look into this a little bit more than just take someone's word for it. I feel like that's what we do as like people and trainers. Like, we're we're like you can't you can't just take like you have to sift through the bullshit like we were talking about in the in the topics. It's hard to do it, but you kind of have to.
0: Dion, you work. I'm sorry, Phil. Dion, did you work at GNC when they had to get all of their uh, herbs taken off the the shelf?
1: no i quit before then no
0: I, don't, I think that you might have been after them because it might have been like my first year at gnc uh gnc walmart walgreens and i believe target all had to take like so many herbs off their their shelves because they weren't what they were selling if you were to go in for ganko biloba what you're actually taking is wheat like you're not even getting really? ganko you're just getting wheat and those are legitimate companies fucking you over you think the girl selling yeah. selling fit teas with a little waist and a big ass is gonna be honest with you? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and these fit tea like detox is and that's what the fit tea is, right? A fit tea is a detox. Detoxes yeah, it's are, a diuretic. it's the dumbest thing that you could ever take. Diuretics like oh man, my head just almost exploded. They're so bad for you. And I don't think people recognize how important hydration is. If you lose five pounds of water in a week, that's not good. You're not you're not gaining anything. You know, you fluctuate depending on how heavy and how tall you are. You could fluctuate five, 10 pounds in a week. I fluctuate weight pretty much all the time. Like I think last week, last Monday, I woke up and I was 214. I was like, whoa, what happened? Next day I was at 220. Yeah, you know what I do? I didn't I didn't hydrate and you know, I didn't have the meals I was supposed to. You know, I quit drinking for a week or two, and then all of a sudden my weight's exactly where it's supposed to be. And I'm hydrating the way I'm supposed to be. If you're consistent with your diet. Then your weight won't really fluctuate, but if it does fluctuate like that, then there's a problem in what
2: you're doing in your lifestyle.
1: I can't debate that.
2: (laughs) Man, my weight will fluctuate like that, like from the beginning to the end of a long run. Oh yeah. I'll I'll bring water with me, and I'll be drinking the whole time, and I'll still go down by like six pounds. Uh, Maybe not quite that much, but like a considerable amount. And it's like that—that's the thing that happens over the course of. You know, a day or in the other direction, and that's something. Maybe we can get to this as a different topic at a different time. But about like people trying to like lose weight or gain weight, that like small fluctuations aren't the same as like long term trends. And some people will see like you know the weight they're trying to lose weight and it's like stagnant or it goes back up a little bit. Like we're you know we're just saying like you know you could have just drank one extra glass of water and gain a pound. And maybe you just weigh yourself at a different time of day when you're more hydrated. You know, we could talk about like how to, you know, like sustainably long term lose weight and like how that hydration plays as a factor for sure in a different time. But I think I have I have a lot of clients in terms of like supplements. I had a client recently. They asked me, what do you think about pre-workouts? And I was like that like I told them, I was like, that's a very broad question, like a lot of pre-workouts can be good they can have ingredients that you know are useful and like you know uh helpful and ergogenic and you know sometimes they'll have the ingredient but it won't be in the proper amounts sometimes they won't even have the ingredients at all that they're saying they do the fact that someone's coming to me and they know enough to say what do you think about pre workouts but like there's just enough gap in knowledge for like that to be the end of their question because they don't know what's in it and they don't know what they're even looking for. And I mean, it takes a lot of, you know, nerding out on fitness to, like, actually be able to be critical about these sorts of supplements. And most people don't have that kind of time, which is understandable. But, like, they they see someone, you know, the the big guy in the commercial or the, you know, the slim woman telling them that, like, take this and you'll be like me. I think that that's the that's the real evil with all these Instagram posts. It's not take this, uh, you know, if someone's trying to sell you something with caffeine and you know, it's not take this and you'll feel a, you know, ten to fifteen percent boost in energy, or you know, you'll have uh, an energy boost that's within, uh, you know, a Cohen's d effect size of point three. You know, it's take this and you'll be you'll look like me and I'm big or I'm a swim woman or you know you'll have you'll be veiny like me or something and it's it's giving someone improper expectations because everyone's individual you don't know how much that person's working out they don't know how much you're working out and if they tried to sell you on the actual science people wouldn't buy it because it's not as sexy
1: so it's like you know how when we were like taking our exams and learning i always say like training jargon and stuff like to be like you know your biceps more things like that Things that people will not know, like your lumbar spine. If I was to look at like a client, like, "Oh, you got to fix your lumbar spine," they'd be like, "What are you like? What are you talking? I don't know what that means." Like, ex, 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 like explain that to me. I feel that a lot of supplement companies do that to people, and they use gym jargon that people think they understand, but they don't. They're like, "Oh, take this, and you'll get a sick pump," and it's like, or you'll get a huge pump, or take this nitric oxide booster and increase your oxygen like your oxygen consumption by 30% and they're like whoa that's like crazy and then like someone like us is like wait a minute like that doesn't even sound real list 30% like maybe like two that's yeah. and, nit- and oxygen consumption like what are you this isn't like your epoch what are you this that doesn't even do what it says it does like but someone who doesn't know that type of word like sees like oh I take this and look at how big this pump I got and they're like oh that guy's arm is huge I'm going to get a pump too. I want to get a pump. And then they're like in the gym and they don't have a pump and they're upset. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're yeah. So it's like the language that's used too
0: is to like confuse people. It is man. It's like, dude, I took this and I didn't get dick skin. My, <laughs> my, my skin is, so I don't understand. You know, you see those like bodybuilders who have like zero skin and their Their veins are popping out like four inches off their bicep and they just have no, no body fat. It's like, well, That guy had to diet down for like 20 weeks in order to get that. And then he took a picture with a supplement like this. And he was like, oh, yeah, guys, this is how I did this. It's like, no, that's not true. And one thing out there for all the women who do not know this, because not a lot of people know this, a lot more fitness influencers and women athletes take steroids than you think. You see that girl with a very, very small waist and a big ass. She's probably on a low level of juice. And she's probably has a lot higher testosterone than you think. And people are like, oh, well, this woman, that's so natural. Like, I feel bad for women because it's so easy to look at a bodybuilder and say, oh, that guy's definitely on steroids. But it's not easy to look at women and figure out whether or not they're on steroids. I think a really, really good example for everyone who wants to check this out Dana Lynn Bailey. Uh, she is definitely on juice. She definitely takes steroids. And she said that she's been natural her whole entire life. Zero shot. No way in hell. Fuck you. Like, that's. <laughs> So misleading and so wrong, and like such a bad thing to do because all you're doing is telling these women that, hey, if you work hard like me, your delts will pop out so much that you can actually touch them through your phone screen. It's like, dude, that's so like mean. Like Dana Lynn Bailey's testosterone levels are probably higher than mine. And I'm a 26 year old male who's pretty healthy, you know, like who's been lifting weights for most of his life. Like my testosterone is probably pretty high. She's probably on a little bit of test. And The other women who don't look like Daniel and Bailey, because for my opinion, she's pretty easy to spot as a fake natty, a fake natural person. These women who have these tiny waists and these big asses, these large legs, it's like you should probably not that you can look into what they're taking because no one's ever going to post that, but they're probably on a little bit of something, something.
2: I think uh, another factor there in terms of like when you're looking at someone, uh, you know, trying to recognize someone who's uh like you said fake natty like you know someone who's uh enhanced as they say in uh like the the untested world uh is that like you know there's there's a huge amount of variation in terms of like what people's potential is and where how, the amount of like fat people normally store and like you know uh there's a huge amount of variability between people enough so that like I wouldn't be confident looking at most people unless they are currently taking a steroid and saying that person is on steroids. But the, the important thing is the message of, you know, even if they're not, even if it's, you know, whether or not that woman you're talking about, Dana Lynn Bailey, maybe, maybe she is on steroids, maybe she isn't. But even if she is, isn't, it's still toxic of her to be telling people you could look like me because her job is working out. You couldn't look like her as a woman unless you, you know, probably had very good genetics and spent most of your day for the next several years working out. If you're a regular person with, you know, other stressors and other parts of your life, then someone telling you whose job it is to work out that you could look like them is hurtful to you because you think like, well, I'm trying, I'm going to the gym, you know, four times a week for 45 minutes. Why isn't it happening? Well, because you're a normal person and it's okay to look like a normal person instead of a uh, muscled fitness person. You know, maybe if you want to look like that, maybe you could. But like it takes a huge amount of commitment that people who's, who have to ha- have to work actual jobs just don't have the time to do. And, you know, it's even, like whether or not someone is on steroids, it's hurtful to see something like that and for them to say you could look like me and to try and to fail when the real message should be you know you can do whatever you set yourself out to be you don't have to look like me you know that should be the message it's like all right you know 50% of how i look is based on or like 30% of how i look is based on good genetics 30% is based on uh you know the fact that i work out all the time and maybe i'm enhanced or you know i have a nutritionist and i get paid for this so you know i i like you know eat the best, and maybe I'm taking all these supplements. But then the other thirty percent is like it's because i I've been practicing these picture taking methods for so long that I can make what's a good physique look like in inst- a, a wildly fantastic physique just by you know being able to light the picture differently and pose differently. I mean, I've seen people take a before and after photo uh, five minutes apart and do the before, afterward just to prove a point that like you know drink a glass of water like face the camera directly on instead of being at an angle and change the lighting and you look so much worse or better you know it's it's like a magic of the camera you know these people they know all the tricks of the trade but you look at them and you're like wow they just look that good you know but like they're they're using these these tricks to make us think they look actually better than they are
0: did you guys see my instagram versus reality post on instagram
2: Oh, I think I did. Yeah, that was good. That was funny.
0: Dude, that like if that's not the perfect example of how you can contort your body, especially as like a man, you know, like a lot of people are familiar with, you know, women kind of twisting their leg out, popping their butt out and then having a big ass. Well, like I am by no means very very in shape. I mean, I'm I'm in good shape. I'm in better shape than your average person. But I literally took those two pictures maybe 2 minutes apart. And the one picture, my girlfriend even made a comment. She goes, damn, like, you looked really, really good in that. Like, that's kind of crazy. And you flip over, and there's me with my gut <laughs> just hanging right out, dude. It's like, I'm a, I am mean, like, I by no means, I'm strong, and I'm in good shape, but I'm not lean. And the way I posed like that, it looked like I had a V shape. You know, my lats popped out, my waist went in, my legs looked big. And that's just your normal average Joe dicking around with angles.
1: Yeah, that's so true, man. It's... It comes down to the, to my biggest thing as a human being in the fitness industry, and I, I know all three of us fall in my, underneath this of transparency. I think transparency and what you do, what you say, and who you are is so much more important because like like you said, Andrew, like this is what I did you, you specifically said, I did this on purpose. And you didn't say, like, I look like this all the time, but this happens. You know, like, transparency is key. Like, it gives people the understanding of, like, for example, like myself. Like, I did have a really good six-pack at one point. But the last photo I just took, like, from, like, a month ago, I barely have abs. You know what I mean? You can't see anything. I wasn't trying to pose well for the camera. I'm like, this is okay. Like, I'm a physical, physically fit person. Like, at any given moment, I can run two miles. And at any given moment, I can bench 225. Like, but you can still also not look like how you want to, like you can be comfortable and like to be transparent. That's what Phil kind of was saying is like, no, not a lot of these people are being transparent. They're, they're saying, and Andrew said it too, that they're saying they're natural, but they're not, they might be natural, but they're not telling you that their job is to work out. So they have a personal trainer. They have, they, they themselves have a trainer. They have a home gym. They have a personal chef that comes and cooks meals for them. So they don't have the same stressors. They don't have the same hindrance, like barriers to entry, like everyone else does. And to you, you're like, oh, that person, you know, they go, oh, I'm struggling so hard. I have my meals in my lunch pail and I got to bring it to work. But someone prepackaged that for them. And then they put it in their thing and they left it for work. You don't have to do that. They're not being transparent. And you have to kind of look for that. You can see it really easy. That's something I feel you can pick up. Like if that's my word of advice for everyone who's listening to this, that's something you can pick up and you can see on Instagram, how transparent someone is. You can tell when they're trying to sell you or when there's like the Andrews who are like making a joke about it but it's like, I do work and I put in a lot of work and he has videos have been working out hard, but he's also like, I don't have to look this way, you know? And that, that speaks truth and volumes to, to a lot. So
2: I think that's a great point. I think the, uh, the word transparency covers it really well. I feel like it was like 10 years ago when people would say the phrase, like keeping it real (laughs) or like being real. And I think, I think that that's the, uh, you know, that's the way that people were used to talk about that same thing is like, you know, you're, you're keeping it real because you're telling it, you're like actually telling people the truth about, you know, how you got to or are the way that you are. I mean, uh, you know, I've, followed certain uh like power lifters for example who have admitted to being you know they compete in untested federations and they're like you know oh and this is how i manage my you know the things i take and they're like you know not very many people will be open about it but sometimes they'll be open about the steroids that they take or you know they'll like do a um like an honest full day of eating or something like that uh or sometimes they'll even talk about the privileges they have that like, you know, they're talking about like, oh, you know, here's the the meal that I pick up from, you know, this place or like, you know, they'll talk about like, oh, we're going to go pick up food from here. Uh, you know, I remember back in the day, I used to not be able to afford this sort of thing. You know, I, I got it so much easier these days, you know, they'll admit that they got it easier. And that's something that you know i like even as a trainer like packing a lunch and bringing it to work and like having to be the one to do it yourself like it's not fun packing a healthy lunch you know it's it's not like a walk in the park and these people who have like cooks for them like i envy that so much
0: dude that's well i'm not gonna deep dive off the diving board into this one because you guys know how much i like powerlifting but one of the million reasons why I enjoy powerlifting so much is because you do have those athletes that are completely transparent with what they do and what they have. I love that dude. It's like, yeah, this is me. I bench, I squat, I deadlift, I take steroids, I eat all the food in the refrigerator and my I get all this massage done, like stuff done. You know, there's two big big federations that I won't talk about, but one drug tested, one's not. The drug tested one gets a little goofy with fake naddies, but that non tested federation man, all those guys are like big burly dudes with these fat beards who are like, "Yeah, I take all the juice in the world, and I am strong as fuck, and I absolutely love it." And how can you hate on that? Because at least they're being a hundred percent transparent with you. I
1: don't Turned like it. the the whole steroid taking thing, but I like when people are honest. Because then I I don't like me as a eighteen year old Dion doesn't look at that person like. Oh man, like I'm gonna get like that. I'm gonna dedicate all my time and then I'm wasting 20 hours of my day when I'm never gonna obtain something like that.
2: Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I mean, the transparency that these people like put out there, the good message that that has is that, like, you know, yeah, I'm a person and I somehow got here, but like I took these steps to get here. Like maybe, you know, I take steroids or something. Like if they're admitting that they take steroids, that like, you know, a, an average person isn't going to look at that and say like, oh, I could do that. They're going to look at that and say like, you know, oh, now, it, like, now in understanding the whole of the situation, you know, I understand that like I couldn't do what they're doing without taking steroids because neither could they. And the idea that, you know, someone putting out there and saying that they like someone who does take steroids saying that they don't like it's hurtful to people because they're saying like, you know, why can't I do what they're doing? I am I bought their workout program. I've been training, you know, I've, I've been subscribed to them as a coach for years, you know, but, you know, when the truth is that, you know, they're really not doing it without help either.
0: What's going on, guys? That was the Fitness Roundtable with Andrew, k Phil, Yawstraining.com, and Dion, ActiveGamerFitness.com. The Roundtable is more of a discussion than anything. We hope you enjoyed. Leave a like and subscribe. Stay fit, stay strong, stay educated bye <laughs>